drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Touch, touch, touchdown, Detroit Lions! Detroit Kool-Aid, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Eric Oakley, right here. On the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, you guys know what it is. Talking Detroit Lions football weekly. We now have bonus content on Detroit Kool-Aid Select because we know the Lions are about to go crazy and you guys cannot get enough Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. Or cornbread. Cornbread. Got to make it a double. Cornbread. So I'm back this week. I'm doing a solo show. We got Chops uh, out there busy with work and family, and he picked me up the other week when I was stressed, not feeling so well across the board, had a lot of things going on, and I really appreciate that from him. So I'm I'm always excited to hit record button and talk some Lions football with you guys. So I got some things on the show, some news and notes, some possible trades to talk about. Got to give some shout-outs to the loyal kool-aid drinkers and our detroit kool-aid select members i got a few of you guys on my name and, and appreciate everybody and i'm gonna spend the bulk of the show i think i'm gonna think i'm gonna do a two-parter and i'm gonna do the 53 man roster projections now most of you probably will say you know that there's so many of those out there. I haven't looked at one. I haven't read Jeff Risden. I haven't seen the guys at Pride of Detroit. I haven't seen what the DBs putting out out there. I haven't seen um, any of these publications that have already somewhat started these. You know, I see that they're out there. I didn't open any of them. I'm gonna give you my general thoughts. What I'm probably gonna do is spend the majority of this episode talking about those guys that you know, are the foundational pieces, the starters at each spot. And then, and you know, the following week, once we get that third preseason game, I may then focus on more bubble guys, bottom of the roster. Um, you know, sometimes you pull up the roster on DetroitLions.com. You're like, who, who are half these guys? I mean, we know the Lions team backwards and forwards, yet anytime you look at their full, like, 90-man roster, I mean, gosh, you don't know who... Um, a lot of these guys are at the very bottom or guys that are fighting their butts off for spots. And, and usually a lot of those guys don't make the team, don't make a good impact um, or a big impact. But, um, you know, they're still they're still worth talking about and still worth trying to see who those last few guys might be that make the team. So that's kind of my game plan for this show. If you're a regular listener, you know that we can't mess around. We got to get right into this. So let's just start out with something that I put out on Twitter that got people talking, that ruffled some feathers, which I knew it would, but it's how I thought. I wanted to throw it out there, and I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm really not. And, and that's my tweet about Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor... To the Detroit Lions. 
question mark, exclamation point, question mark. So I threw out there, I said, Jonathan Taylor to the Lions, question mark, exclamation, question mark. And then I put, haha, I know we do this with every available player. Taylor is an elite talent, though. Most fans will say we're set at running back, but guys like this don't grow on trees. Young, fast, explosive, etc. Just saying. You guys know I hit it with some of the gimmicks and whatnot. Hashtag Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Hashtag One Pride. Again, we put the hashtags in more for the humor value and to just try to get the name of the pod and One Pride and all those Lions hashtags out there in case you guys are ever wondering. So it does help get us out there a little bit more and it kind of makes us laugh to always hit you with hashtag Kool-Aid gimmicks. Hashtag just saying. Um, hashtag drink it in, woo wee, all those good things. So, um, you know, I threw that out there, and of course, who's the first guy to get at me? Good old Arthur, my my good buddy there on Twitter, who recently likes to jump on every little thing I say and tell me how stupid it is and how I don't know football and this, that, and the other, which is which is fine, because I fire right back at him and 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 like to have some fun and. Uh, so Arthur couldn't believe what I was saying. He didn't think I believed what I said. So I, I had to, I had to let him know. Hey Arthur, I know, I know you don't want any good players. <laughs> I mean, you want to draft everyone, pay no one, and have a perfect team. <laughs> All I was saying is that Taylor and Gibbs would be special, but obviously I'm good with what we have. We all know. They won't do it, which just sums it up for me. Like, this wasn't a tweet. I'm projecting we're going to go make some crazy trade. This wasn't I have to have Jonathan Taylor. This wasn't the fact that I don't understand that all the Twitter GMs out there, you can't pay running backs. We already spent draft capital. You can't give away draft capital. You can't pay anyone, even if they're really good, 24 years old, run a 4-4, and are big and physical and a good character kid. You can't pay anybody that has those type of characteristics. I mean, I, I know Brad Holmes isn't running to the phone. I realize that Brad, always open for business, Holmes feels good about his running position. I running back position. I know Dan freaking Campbell is like we're good with Demo and Gibby. I mean, I can hear them saying it now. So this wasn't some prediction. This was more me saying that when elite talents, I don't care if you play running back, interior offensive lineman, center, linebacker, I'm going to at least consider you and also look at my current roster and say, are you better? And even if you're better, I still realize that, yes, it wouldn't be the best look to move Demo and move other pieces and trade a couple picks and pay a player. But this is a running back. Like uh, Paying a running back is like four years at 10 for a guy that would play four years and be like 27 years old and make you absolutely special at that position for years to come. So I'm at least going to throw that out there as a talking point. You know, we had um, many of you others that came at me with just like, this is why it doesn't make sense. You don't want to hurt the locker room. You don't want to do this. My whole thing is like, if Jonathan Taylor wasn't as fast as he was, I wouldn't have brought it up. If Jonathan Taylor isn't as good of a person as I think he is, I wouldn't have brought it up. 
And I know some of you are, oh, he's, 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 a, he's a problem. He doesn't want to play. He doesn't want to report. Like, this is the first bad thing you've ever heard about this guy. He was a model in college. He's been a great pro. The guy just wants to get pizzed because he's that good and it's time. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame the guy whatsoever. I mean, I, again, I also tweeted out the clip where like a year and a half ago or maybe less than on hard knocks, you see Chris Ballard, the GM of the Colts, and, and I think his running back coach or assistant coach going on and on for like two minutes about how this guy's a top five player in the National Football League. He's a freak. He's a game changer. None of that's changed other than he was injured last year. Now he's disgruntled because you won't pay him and, and he wants to play somewhere else and he's still recovering from injury. So I thought it was fun to throw it out there. I I get it. I get some of you and even me at times can have these hard, fast rules of we don't pay running backs. We don't draft tight ends. We don't spend a high asset on a interior offensive line. I mean, you can have those if you want, and you can live and die by them, but I make special exceptions for talents like Jonathan Taylor and others, and I also said a couple years ago that the Lions might just want to spend a top-high first-round pick on Jonathan Taylor to put their running back debauchery to bed, and they didn't. They took DeAndre Swift. Uh, Jonathan Taylor went two picks later, and what did he go for? 1500 2000 plus the first year year and some change i mean that that's more what i was getting at of just it won't happen but if it did you'd have to just look at the player look at his upside look at the potential of what that could be for your football team and then make a judgment if you want to do it or not and you don't know the asking price. You don't know um, what might be included from the lion side and the fact that they're just sitting on 10 plus million in cap space doing absolutely nothing for this football team. So I thought it was intriguing Threw it out there. Let, let's keep this rolling. Let me get to my bubble trades real quick. I saw a couple things on the old Twitterverse. You guys can find me at Derek Oakery. That's spelled D-E-R-E-K. The only way to spell it. Okay. R-I-E, always putting out football content, even if you don't like the takes, putting out the pod, putting out Michigan content, been talking some Pistons recently, going to be rooting on our Red Wings, all that good stuff, you know, as, as sports gets rolling here in the state of Michigan. But, um, you know, I, I saw a couple things out there talking about, what about Corey Davis to the Lions? It was like... You know, Corey Davis played in the state. I know he's big. I know he has potential. But he's proven over three, four years that he can't stay healthy and he can't make plays. And he's bounced around. He's never really been good. I mean, if Brad Holmes thinks it's worth a flyer, okay. But this isn't some name I'm getting excited about because he's simply that, a name at this point. I mean, could he come and be a three, four, five receiver for a while and for a year or so on this team? I suppose. If he gets cut and let go and you want to get into the obtaining him for nothing and seeing what he's got, okay, but it didn't overly excite me. You know, there was also rumor in your window about oh let's go let's go trade Julian Aquar. That's gonna that's gonna get us a nice return. Of what? Like a bag of balls and a, and a sack of Fritos. I mean, <laughs> Julian O'Quara has had a nice preseason. 
He's young. He's long. He looks the part. He's explosive at times. Another guy that's proven time and time again. He can't stay healthy. He's a flash in the pan when it comes to pass rush. You know, he was a guy that I actually proposed that we should take because I thought pairing him up with Romeo, where for out the Romeo, would be fun. Instead, they've kind of been ho-hum brothers on this team that have never really produced. Both seem to be good guys, nothing personal, but it feels like one, if not both, of their times are running out here in Detroit, if you ask me. Um, so, I mean, sure, if someone wants to give up anything for Julian O'Quara, because I don't think he's going to make this football team, I'll get to that here in a bit, then I'm more than willing to entertain those offers or options, but you're not going to get some big old return or, oh, let's package him with another player and get a superstar. No, that's, that's not happening. Um, so... You know, we saw that out there, too. You know, people talking about offensive tackles because the Lions don't have much backup there, backup interior offensive linemen. I mean, last time I checked, I thought that's what Hal Vitae, Glasgow, Sorsdahl, all these guys that you've brought in are, were for is to give you a little bit of flex, a little bit of rotation, a little bit of backup quality there. But as we've seen in the preseason, when the, when the studs up front don't play, it's a sieve, you know, people just running through the line, uh, you know, killing our quarterback and creating issues and not letting us run the football. So I, I don't know. I mean, if I had to make a guess, the Lions maybe maybe dip into a cut receiver from another team to add to their core while they try to get JMO back up to speed once he's returns from suspension or to give them a little flex if anything was to happen to Amon Ra or Josh Reynolds, which which Josh Reynolds has been getting some hate. I mean, every time I see him, the guy does everything right. He makes some nice plays both in in practice and in the games, and everyone's acting like, what's he ever done? It's like, pfft, I don't know. Every time I see Josh Reynolds in games, he's, he's finding ways to make plays or, or often in the end zone, it appears. So I don't mind him, and then, and then you're trying to bring Cats along. Like, he just paid Khalif. Raymond Cleef, Cleef Raymond, it's like, this is a guy that, you know, you could either lean on or could maybe give you a little something, something. He's not a big name, but produces when he's out there. Um, you know, you're going to lean on Sam Laporta. So, like, people act like our wide receivers is in shambles, but that's another spot the Lions have proven to be like, we can find wideouts when and how we want to. Um, and I think that's the approach they'll take. But if they're sitting there and a nice vet gets cut or there's no good options they like and they want to consider a, a dog, D-A-W-G, like Juice Landry for a year, I mean, yeah, that's that's more the route I'd go than like, oh, let's, let's bring in Corey Davis and hope all of a sudden he becomes good. I mean... You can try that, I guess, but it's probably not going to work for you. So I, I could see them dipping in wide receiver. I mean, again, I'm trying to think of other spots, you know, maybe a depth, you know, guard of some sort. I feel like it's it's odd to me they're playing Sorsdahl at interior spots when really, why is he not your swing tackle? He played right tackle. 
in college. Now you're making him an interior. I mean, it's, it sounds more like a move like the former regime that we shall not speak of made where it was like, oh, you play center? Okay, great. Well, we're going to start you at left tackle and see how you do. It's like just play the guys where they're good and then cross-train them a little bit. But I don't know why they'd have to why the guy can't be our backup right tackle and oh kind of learn guard as he goes rather than just be a guard from day one but they know more than me that's for sure so you know maybe there again linebackers seem to be set you know depending on where Mosley is could you pick up a, a corner because you know there's always corners that get cut they're like hey that guy could help our team or he could be our f- number four corner um now he's on the street about ready to work at the bowling alley like I think that could happen. So those are a couple spots where I did look for, you know, one of Brad Holmes' little bubble trades where it's like, hey, I'll give you a seventh in two years. You give me a sixth and a, and a uh, and a free coupon and we'll call it good. I mean, that could happen, but we'll wait and see. I don't expect a ton of movement, just a little tweaks here or there. They're going to roll with their guys. They're not going to make some big, bold move. They do have 10-plus mil sitting around. So if a real big name gets cut, either it's interior defensive line pass rusher or a impactful you know, game changer on offense or in the middle of their defense or on the outside, I could see them ponying up the money because they are in all-in all mode. Pun intended for you wrestling fans, all-in. London this Sunday. Make sure you check that out. When the biggest wrestling event in the history, 80 to 90,000 people in Wembley Stadium. That's going to be something else. But um, let's uh, let's go ahead and do this. I'm going to keep this show a little bit tighter. Those were kind of like the main things I just had off the top. I want to spend the whole back half giving some quick shouts and doing this 53-man roster prediction part one so we'll, we'll spend time on the big guys the starters the the main guys that we need to keep and be excited about and then we'll go from there so everybody go ahead and listen to our great sponsors really helps when you check them out or when you share those with a friend always super helpful when you're like hey you gotta check out this detroit kool-aid cast i mean these guys have crazy gimmicks try to make you laugh at times they don't say the same old boring stuff that everybody else says that tries to have a lion's pod or tries to write an article about the lions or whatever might be out there respect to everybody but also we try to give you something different we try to come at it a little bit different have a little bit more fun have some hot takes have some fun nicknames play some sounds for the people and the people consist of the millions so we appreciate you millions and millions out there that listen every week um share this hit me up on twitter all that good stuff so everybody let's get our sponsors in here take a quick break come back and talk some lions roster and uh, have some fun everybody i'll be right back another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, everybody. 
this goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, it's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Kool-Aid drinkers, I'm back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to sponsors. Thank you for checking out the show. Thanks for sharing it. Thanks for repping us. Thanks for always supporting. And uh, just always appreciate it. So let me fill up that glass for you so you can uh, do this. Drink it in, uh... Side of cornbread. Cornbread! Make it a double. Cornbread! Hell, I'll make it a triple for the um, people that hit me up saying, you got to give them a triple because that's what's on the intro music. Okay, I'll do it. Cornbread! Um, before I get into this roster, I just want to give a couple quick ones. I know sometimes we've been doing the promos about go check out Reality Sports Online. Go check out PFF All-22 Fantasy Football. Check out my guy Bryce Johnson at Fantasy Football Fellowship because I love fantasy football. Go check out our friends at Anchor. Go over to, uh, or not Anchor, Spotify for podcasters. Go check out Spotify in general. All this good stuff that helps the show going. But uh, we've been talking about it a little bit. Detroit, Kool-Aid Select, only $2.99 a month. We've been doing bonus shows as we have time. I've been testing out some things. You might get some live um, recorded audio either during games or right after the games or hot takes from me. Um, I've been just, with all the zero time I have available, I've been really trying to carve out some time to do some new fun things. And who knows what we might get into because I think the lines are about to blow up. This pod's been blowing up basically since I started at day one. It's been growing grassroots day by day by day. Here we are. We've got a football team. You guys are excited. You're drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. You're pulling out a hot pan of cornbread, um, usually two pans, and uh, you're just so excited. So I just keep telling shops and anybody else that will listen. It's like this is the time that we want to – Figure this out. Give you what you're looking for. Your guys' support allows me more time, more abilities, more equipment to do more things, serve up more positivity, Detroit Kool-Aid. And again, this isn't some like, you know, negative spin. I know some people try to, oh, you're drinking the Detroit Kool-Aid. You know, like they say it like it's a negative, like it's some kind of 
ridiculousness that you don't understand ball or you're just some slacky for the team. I've always served up Detroit Kool-Aid as positivity, rooting on your team, being excited, like getting everybody all hyped up for our football team, right? Whether they win, lose, or draw. You know what I mean? Like this is just a time to be excited. This is our NFL team. Serving up Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid is something you should do, whether you're positive uh, about the team or you're frustrated. Like, um, you know, a a good glass of that Detroit Kool-Aid positivity goes a long way. So that's what I've been trying to do here for years, regardless of the bad records, the bad coaches, the bad GMs, the bad players. Um, Let's just celebrate now that we feel like it's turned around and this might be a very special season so with that that, all that being said again i can only pick out a few names each week but rather than go to the twitterverse or spend more time on our great sponsors and promos and thank all the people out there i just want to give a couple quick shouts to guys i should pretty much rep every week on this show and that's my guy young santa gosh he's always he's repping the show he came on here did a live call in that was fun he's always positive him and mrs claus always drinking that detroit kool-aid And uh, we just appreciate Santa a ton on this show. And my other guy who gave himself a ridiculous nickname, which makes me laugh, and I use it multiple times on the show, even though it's ridiculous, it's funny. And he's become known as Brutal Tuna. (laughs) The Tuna is a guy that hits me up on the Kool-Aid hotline. You guys know what that is. 989-272-3484. Kevin Smith, Herman Moore. Um, He hits me up on there and sends a lot of funny stuff. So Tuna, really appreciate your support and all you're doing. This guy needs a shout like every show. You need to go find him on Twitter. He's at Mustafa1077. You guys know him as JP1077. He's AKA John. He used to be AKA at JP1078426948294687. I think was his Twitter handle until I told him how ridiculous that was and he made a very good change to a better name. But no, in all seriousness, John is a great dude. He's always repping that positive Detroit Kool-Aid. Lots of photos with him with other fans, players. Who knows what he puts out on the Twitterverse, but he's always trying to get the old One Pride trains rolling. He's always trying to... Um, get everybody hyped about this football team and he just reps the pod so much and and supports what we're doing that I can't thank John enough man so shout him and one other name I want to throw out there is my guy Skip from the ATL Um, recently became a Kool-Aid select subscriber and uh, he's on our text chain if you guys want to be on the DM chain that we do on Twitter you can hit me up I'll put you on there He's always sharing the show, giving it a thumbs up, doing a funny Caruso impression or asking me to do one. And uh, he's just a really good dude. Um, I've chatted with him a bit and he's just uh, always repping the lines, repping the show and always positive and fun to chat with. So Skip, appreciate you a ton as well. All right, everybody, I got to I got to show the love. I really do for all the people that support and the listeners and just people in general that I see out there doing good, positive things about the Detroit Lions. So there's a few names. Go check them out. And uh, let's get into this roster projections, man. Let me move over here uh, here at my DTO scouting office to uh, what you guys know I've got, which is way too many magnet boards or lists or whatever I got going here in the office trying to keep up with the NFL, trying to. Be Brad Holmes, even though my paycheck, uh, you know, isn't where his is at or he won't let me in the draft room. I still got things going here. So when we look at quarterbacks, I mean, I'm just, well, we start with the quarterback, right? And to me, 
I mean, Jared Goff and, and Teddy Biscuits are going to be your two guys. I, I moved Hen and Hooker down my list because recently it was quoted by Dan freaking Campbell where he was just like, we haven't even talked about Hen and Hooker like as far as his recovery or what they're going to do. I think there was another report a couple of days ago that said, you know, Lions do hope to both activate him at some point down the road this season. But I know us as fans, we really have no... Oh, I got to see Hennon Hooker this year. I hope he's carrying a clipboard. I hope he's active as the third quarterback. Like Nobody's really worried about that at this point. We're happy to have the player. We think he can bring some good things in the future, but he's kind of off the radar. And right now I've got Nick Sudfeld, or as some of you out there deemed him, Nick Suckfeld, which is rude and mean, but sort of funny. Um, He has not played well in the preseason. He doesn't really look the part, so... If Hen and Hooker's way off, I could see the Lions sort of getting a new backup. I know Jared Goff probably likes Nick Sudfeld. I'm sure they love watching tape together, but you got Teddy Biscuits here to do all that with you now. So um, I would think they'd move on from Mr. Sudfeld at this point. Um, when we go to running backs, you know, I got Demo up top. I got Gibbs right behind him. I got Craig Reynolds in my third spot. And I got, I guess I'll deem him my boy. Jermar Jefferson is my fourth running back. This is a guy that's been on and off the roster. He's sort of been drafted by Brad Holmes, and then it was like, oh, you know, this guy's going to be cut, and oh, we got him back on the practice squad, and I don't know. I just have always liked his talent, you know, coming out of, uh, I want to say he went to, was he over at Oregon State, or I, I just remember him in the draft process. I was like, man, this Jamar Jefferson is kind of like a low running back prospect, but he had a little juice. He had some wiggle. He can do some things with the ball in his hands, and he's shown that when he has played or when he has been out there. So I like him as a four if you're going to keep him around. The Lions recently kind of cut Mo Ibrahim, who I had some things, you know, some hopes for. He's injured, and they cut him, and he didn't get picked up, so he's sort of back with the Lions, but he can't play this year, I guess, based on what they cut him and how they brought him back. So you know, he's kind of on the outs, you know, for this whole season. Justin Jackson retired. I, I got I got Jason Cabinda on the outs, outside looking in. I mean, I know a lot of you are like, oh, I love Cabinda. He's so tough. He does this. He do. Like, I think it's shown over the last couple of years that we can probably get by without a fullback at this point. He He's dropped balls in preseason. I'm sure he's a hard worker. He's a great dude, but... Let's let's get a fullback off our roster so we can add a more impactful position, please. So I've got them moving on from Cabinda, uh, moving to receivers. You know, Jameson Williams doesn't count towards their 53 as a suspended player, so he's kind of off to the side right now. You've got ARSB, obviously, as your WR1. You know, behind him, I, I've got I got Khalif Raymond as our, our WR2 right now. Josh Reynolds behind him. Marv Jones after that. And I've got Antoine Green kind of on this 53. I just like his body build, his skill set. You know, as far as Drummond goes, you know, I know there's all this stuff about what a great camp he's having. I haven't been wowed by him by what I've seen, so... I kind of would rather have a vet, even between him and Antoine, uh, Antoine Green, I'd probably rather have a vet that really knows what they're doing or gets cut loose in those spots. But if they don't, and, and we don't really know what Marv has. People are writing Marv Jones off. But could Marvin Jones be like a top two, three receiver 
for those first eight to ten weeks until JMO's up to speed, I think it could happen. So that's kind of where I have them with, with six WRs right now. But uh, obviously, Amon Ra is going to be leading that core and getting the football a ton. Moving over to my tight ends, I got Sammy Laporta um, checking in there as tight end one. You know, we've got our guy on Twitter, Brian, who's the Laporta supporter. See what he did there? Um, you know, I I think it's a little bit crazy for some of these things I'm seeing about Sam Laporta, about he's going to come in and have 700 yards and 7 to 10 touchdowns. Like, I mean, we've, we've said that in the past about T, J, and it never comes true. So I would say just kind of be happy with Laporte as a chain mover, as a guy, as a red zone threat, as a dink and dunk type player. Anything he gets you up the seam or if he gets you a couple hundred yard games here or there, that would be tremendous. Uh, you know, James Mitchell has been really nice in the preseason. I mean, you haven't heard many glowing reports about him in practice and whatnot, but to me, James Mitchell's really no joke. He's a player that... He's big and nice hands and athletic, and I just kind of like him as a TE2 with some upside. Uh, you got Brock Wright kind of as that blocking, meat and potatoes type player behind him. Um, those are kind of my top three. Zilstra obviously hurt for the season. He's out. I know they have a couple guys they just signed from the bowling alley, a couple hard workers that are trying to make the team. We'll probably get to them next week, but... I just have those top three as my tight ends, and I feel like I can get by with Laporta, Mitchell, and Wright. Now, when you move over to offensive tackles, I've got Taylor Decker, a nice little piece on him with the inside the den. I've always stood up for Taylor Decker. Other people that have been on this show will continue the hating on Taylor Decker. Um, even quoted as saying they would choke slam him, and, and I've always, uh, you know... Maybe that was me saying that he would choke slam. I, I can't remember, but I do know that Taylor Decker has always been a model citizen. He's always been a very good football player. And with that being said, I also know that he went to a horrible university. Hey, listen, Ohio State sucks. <laughs> I also know this is still true. Ohio State is vanquished. But Taylor Decker is not vanquished. He has been a great player for the Detroit Lions, so really appreciate him. Um, I got Pen, my boy Pen A. Sewell on the right side. And I've got Colby Sorsdahl as that swing tackle. I just went on my rant about why he's playing inside, but I have him penciled in. Obviously, finally the Lions moved on from Matt Nelson and others, but I, I, I'm not a big fan of Easy Easy E. Or is it Easy E or is it... As a E or uh, it doesn't matter. Like I know you're trying to bring this guy along. I feel oh he looks kind of good this year. He looks the part. Um, you know that's not a guy I want to pin my hopes on if Penne or Taylor Decker go down. So that's why I got Sorsdahl as the backup tackle to some degree. Moving over to the interior offensive lineman as I call him. You got big Frank Rag now in at center. Still a little worried about his not practicing toe issues, but. I'm sure when it really counts, he'll be ready to roll. But I kind of like having the quarterback in the center, having those reps, 
not like barely ever working together until game day, but it is what it is. I guess uh, he's a vet now, so they're not working him too hard. You got Jonah over there on the left side. You know, it sounds like you got Glasgow over there on the right side, if if, if I've been hearing the reports correctly, more so than Hal Vitae. But, you know, we'll see who starts on the right guard, either Hal Vitae or Glasgow. Glasgow's kind of kind of annoyed by working at center while Frank's not practicing, but sorry, buddy, it is what it is. We need you. That's kind of why we brought you here. So whether you like it or not, you know, seems like a good dude, good teammate, and speaks his mind oddly at times, saying that he wasn't very happy about playing center more so than guard. But it is what it is. Um, I would say at that point, but. Uh, you know, we should be able to get by with those four. You know, finally the Lions moved on from Logan Stenberg. That draft pick obviously was a waste in the fourth round. Never worked out, never played, never did anything positive for this football team or this franchise. And you got some other guys down the roster, which we'll see if any of those make it. Edge rushers, defensive ends, whatever you want to call them. You've got our boy, my boy, Aiden Hutchinson. Unleash Hutch. Exactly. Dan Campbell, what do you think? Unleash Hutch. I'm ready to unleash Hutch. Exactly. So we got Hutch. He's looking bigger. He's looking more confident than ever. Can't wait to see what he does. I know most people are projecting him for this all pro everything type of year. I don't even care if his numbers and stuff are down. I just want him to do similar things to what he did as a rookie because that was damn good. And I feel very glad that we were one of the first to be like draft Hutch. And when they did, we went we went crazy rather than, well, I don't know if he'll be able to project at the NFL level. And then he balls out from day one. Josh Pascal, to me, is kind of that second edge type player. You got our boy Charles after that, Charles Harris. I got Romeo Okwara there as my fourth edge, more so because he is paid a lot and he plays the run decently well and he's a good dude. But I could see him getting cut if there's a better option or if you want to use that money other ways. I'll move some of these through some of these other ones a little bit quicker so we can uh, keep this episode tight here. Interior defensive lineman, Aleem, the Dream, McNeil. Number 54, slim and trim is the word now. I can't wait to see what he does. John Kaminsky, the opposite of Lee McNeil when it comes to nicknames. Aleem has like eight that are all awesome, and Kaminsky has one that makes no sense. Isaiah Bugs, a.k.a. Big Bugs. Um, he, he's in there. I mean, he had a great gold chain on at the preseason, but I haven't seen much from him. He's looking more and more plump in that jersey. You got Covington in there, which I think has, you know, will he make the team, will he not? I kind of like the player, to be honest. Lots of buzz about the belly. Broderick, Martin, you know, I, I think he's going to be good. I just kind of want to see what he's going to be, and I wouldn't have drafted him in the late third round, but Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell love him, so I'm going to trust him. I, I kind of have my boy big denim. Levi on the outside right now. I mean, I know he's back, he's working, he's actually playing, which is more than I could say the past couple years, but 
I really haven't seen much. The couple times I watched him in preseason, he was stuck to offensive linemen like glue and looked like he was running in mud. So we'll see what he does. I got Benito Jones kind of on the outside. Linebackers. Give me my boy Jack Campbell in the middle of this defense. You know, I I don't know if he's going to be that guy from day one as far as playtime, but I feel like he's already that dude. Number 46. I mean, he's going to have a captain C on his jersey. He's no nonsense. He's big physical beast. Um, he, he's my LB1. And Zaloni after him. You know, the third guy. You guys know who he is. The star hard knocks. Rodrigo! That was the sound drop. Here's the live version. Rodrigo! Rodrigo! That was the sound drop. Here's the live version. Rodrigo! Um, I mean, number 44 is that dude. He's been really good in preseason. Fun to watch. I got James Houston as kind of like a fourth linebacker because he's playing a little bit more linebacker than Edge, but he's been damn good in preseason too, getting after the quarterback and uh, has a relentless motor and a really high skill set when it comes to getting after the quarterback and has even shown me a couple things with, with his run and tackle ability. So... I've got him in the mix. I know Derek Barnes, my boy, has been getting a lot of love, but he's down the list for me here at, at linebacker, but still a very physically imposing player and a guy I have hopes for. I do have Reeves Mabin making it just because they love his special teams ability. They love him as a person, as a player. I could probably move on from him, to be honest, but I could see him sneaking towards the bottom of the roster. And then I got Julian O'Quara, who I talked about earlier, on the outside looking in, or as trade bait, meaning give me Cheetos and a seventh, and you can have him. Um, sorry, Julian, it's just what it is. Cornerbacks, I've got uh, Cam Sutton, CB1, number one in your program. Jury Jacobs, that's J-U-U-U-R-R-Y-Y-Y, Jury Jacobs. Freaking dog, beast. I wanted to get this guy off the roster, but I couldn't, and he's proven to be a good dude. I just don't love him in coverage because he's hashtag anybody but Willie, Will Harris. But I couldn't put Mosley on there. I didn't have many other options at this point, so I'm going to go Will, and I'm going to go Starling Thomas making the bottom of the roster as a dog with speed. Uh, Mosley kind of on the outside looking in, but he'll be good if and when he can come back. Chase Lucas. Sorry, buddy, but we might have you working the, you know, the shining the balls or the getting the stuck ball out of the lane or the, um, you know, shoe shine. You know, I'm not sure what he'll be doing at the bowling alley, but he's probably going to move on from that player. Good dude, but just hasn't produced. I haven't seen enough safeties. We got my boy Kerbo up top. You know, CJ, that's my GJ. Gardner Johnson was really the one I want to put at, at safety one, but I feel like this is Kirby's squad, and CJ, GJ might just be here paying rent for a year or two, but I love both those players. I got my boy Bryant Branch checking in at safety number three. Um, and the reason I did that is because I feel like he's our starting nickel slash backup safety. Sorry, Tracy. I love you. Love your number. 21's always been my number. I love the Go-Go Gadget arms, but you're moving down the list for me. So I got Tracy at safety number four. I got Ify Milifanu out. I mean, I hate to say it. I'd love the guy to, to, to stay and progress and be good and looks the part in the jersey, but 
I just haven't seen enough from him, and it feels like it's going to be hard to keep him on this roster. Jack Fox is my punter, no question. I got Riley Patterson, I guess, as my kicker. I mean, I would be looking for a guy that gets cut to add a veteran, quality, big-legged kicker. You know, Parker Romo is what he is. I have him off the roster at this point. Daly is our long snapper. And that's where I'm at with it, you know. Uh, Again, those are kind of the main names I feel like we need to focus on. You guys can write articles and and do podcasts about these guys that are at the 53rd, 52nd, 51st spot if you want. I'm definitely more focused on the top guys, the ranking of those top guys. Like, okay, this is my depth chart. Like, if, if, if my boy Brian Branch goes down, then Tracy moves up a link. But... If if they're all healthy, then it is what it is. Like once Mosley's good, Will, you're down. Starling, you're down. You know, um, uh, down the list. You know what I mean? Those are that's kind of how I do it. More so than worrying about these little roster moves at the bottom or oh this guy is unheard of and he's gonna be the great. He's gonna do this. He's gonna do that. Like he's probably gonna be standing on the sideline watching. You know when we really get to these games in Kansas City and whatnot. So. That's kind of how I view the, I love the roster, don't get me wrong, I love all the manipulation, I love all the roster building, but I hate how much time we put into these guys that are going to be running down on kicks or kind of, you know, sitting there joking with their teammates rather than the guys that are going to be actually balling for this football team, helping us win the division, win a playoff game, and who knows what else we might do this year or the next couple years, so... Everybody, I know I went a little bit long on this back segment. I had to get my shout-outs in. I had to go through position by position. Um, We'll spend more time on it next week once there's a little bit clearer picture as well as maybe some ads and drops by Brad, always open for business and company. But um, for now, that's what I got. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the love. And I just want to tell you, be positive, be excited. Football is here in like a week and a half. We playing on Thursday, opening the season. Then we got Seattle coming to our house. Ford Field's gonna be crazy. So everybody, drink that Detroit Kool-Aid, share a piece of cornbread with a friend, and I'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Get in, man.